Oh shit, we don't have a theme song. Oh shit, you're right. What are we gonna do? I don't know. Like, do we get, do we have time to buy something? No, no. We just we just have to riff. We're gonna no, just riff, riff it. Oh, oh shit, it's the nostalgic front. A podcast from Patrick and Reem. We like movies, TV, and games. Junk food, juice boxes, forgotten things. Oh wow, that was that was adequate. Yeah, that was like pretty good. Yeah, are we just gonna use it for every episode? I think I think we should. I think we have to. Thank you for listening to the new Nostalgic Front. I'm Patrick Hasty, and I'm Brandon Reem. How is it going, Brandon? Patrick? Yeah. Uh, let me tell you real quick. Okay. It mm-hmm. is mm-hmm. going mm-hmm. fantastic. Oh, man, that's great. Uh, you look good. Oh, yeah. What's up? You got a. You. Look at that hair. Look what is great. happening up on top there? Uh oh. What is happening with that, that one curly Q hair you got going right there? You see that? Oh, it's because I uh, slept on it. Oh. Well, hey, sleep on it. See how you feel in the morning, you know? Yeah. Uh, what's new, it's man? It's because everything is trash. We never leave our house. Yeah. And uh, I just haven't done my hair today, I dude. Agree. All right? All I don't feel like putting a hat on. All of that is real. Oh, yeah. I only wear a hat now. Look at this. I My hair, my feet, I've progressively more bald than I was at the start of quarantine. What's new, you ask? Yeah. Uh, nothing much. Well, one thing. Well, okay. What's not new is the world is trash. Yeah, everything's gone to hell. And so. every, everything's on fire. Mm-hmm. But what is new helped to distract me from that from for about ninety minutes. Was uh, got to watch that new Bill and Ted. Boo! And you loved it. Yeah, it was a lot, I mean, it was a lot of dumb fun. It was yeah. a dumb, sweet movie. I you know, I have not seen it yet. You offered to let me use your copy, and I might do that. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, because. It was a classic, I mean, a rental for 20 bucks, mm-hmm. or you can buy it for 25 mm-hmm. and it's like... Totally. I, wh- why would I rent this for 24 hours when I'm pot committed? I'm invested in it already. Yeah. The equity says, you know, because yeah. I'm into finance sure. and stuff. Yeah. You should buy... And, uh, you know, my, I'm saying right now, you want to buy Bill & Ted 3. Good. I uh... Buy it. I was looking at it, but to buy it, you have to have Amazon, and we got rid of yeah. Amazon, and so I didn't want to figure out, like, well, can I still buy it? What are the rules? Um, and then you messaged it. You would loan me yours, so I think I'm going to do that because I want to see it. I'll tell you yeah. something similar, uh, different, but similar. Here's what I did yesterday, uh, me and my wife. Uh, we watched, I'd say, the first six episodes of a little show called Cobra Kai. Have you seen Oh, this? yeah. It's trending this weekend. It, it, uh, it, I saw the first couple episodes and fell asleep. It's so good because it, what happened was it was originally created by like fucking YouTube or whatever. Yeah, like it was like a U- yeah, yeah, yeah. When it was and YouTube. they really tried. Give oh. it up to YouTube Bread. You I, know they. In all fairness, it they is, existed. It is and really had content. It looks great. It does look really good and stuff like that. Um, yeah. It. Uh, I don't know what I expected because it got it was critically praised. People love it. But I still expected it to look like a fucking YouTube video, like to look terrible and stuff. Um, but now it's all on Netflix. It got dropped on Netflix yesterday with the third season. A new season has, was just dropped yesterday. So I started watching it, and fuck, it's so good. It does such a good job of staying true to the original uh, yeah. movies without feeling corny. It doesn't feel like they're just... It doesn't feel like they're constantly winking at stuff, you know? Like when there is a nod to the movies, it feels like, 
oh, well, that's just because it's been 30 years. And of course he might, he would bring that up at this point, you know? Totally. And so that I, no, I'm enjoying it. I was going to say, uh, once again, man, that projector is coming in clutch. You're loving it. All summer for never going home. I mean, we could bring it in and it pretty much covers the wall. Yeah. That's awesome. And, uh, you know, it's 120 bucks. Yeah. That's not and bad at just all. Just watching. Hell no. And I just figured out how to put it in focus last week. Oh, well, that's good. You know, you've been watching them all fucked up the whole time. <laughs> kind of. Yeah. That's fun. So if you buy two yeah. of them and set them kind of off, can you make a 3D movie? You know? So there's I like a you could. little, you know, I bet you could. That'd be cool. I don't see why not. Probably that not. checks out. Google it. But uh, no, uh, also yeah. speaking of uh, old school things made new and cool on Netflix right now. Yeah. Man, uh burned through the first couple episodes of that Transformers War on Cybertron. Yeah. It's like totally the most like, uh, and this is funny considering they've made seven live action films or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's probably, it's probably totally one of the most uh, mature storylines of any uh transformer uh property uh out there yeah i really loved it i watched it it's one of those things that i watched at night so like i you know you watch one episode and then you fall asleep halfway through the second episode and then the next night you start the second episode yeah and then you get halfway through and so and i I really enjoyed it um have you seen this thing on netflix it's perfect it's only got six episodes man have you seen this thing on netflix god damn it it's like it's i'm not it's not pulling up I've been watching this thing on Netflix that it feels very much like the toys that made us, but it's all video games. Oh yeah. What is that called? I can't. High find score. It. Is that what it's called? Um, yeah. That's very good. But it the, the funny thing about that is it just feels like Netflix tried to make a YouTube video. YouTube. Yeah. yeah. But it, and it's good. It I, it was info. It was informational. It was fun. I finished. I watched it is the whole funny thing. how much uh, YouTube has dominated that realm yeah. of video game documentaries. Like yeah. they just took it over and did it. Just a bunch of nerds from well, Go. Well why and don't like, why don't they just do that? Like that I don't understand money. And maybe it's on the YouTube bin. Maybe they don't want to do it. But like why don't they just like give these people like the give the screen crush guy Aya give these people Aya yeah. Come on Colhagen you, you got what you want Give uh, these people air. Exactly. Airtime on the major networks and streaming services. That's what I'm talking about. Uh, okay, well, I want to mention this. It's sad yeah. before we get going. Chadwick Boseman died. Yeah. God damn. I, yeah. That was out of nowhere. Very. I mean, already the world is terrible and every day horrible things are happening. But God, talk about... We had just finished watching Little Women, which is probably the most like... The last thing you think of when you finish watching Le- Greta Gerwig's Little Women is that you're going to look at Twitter and find out that a fucking great, wonderful actor who's a superhero and a star and a civil rights advocate is dead. It was just such a goddamn shame. And so uh, I yeah. know I love Black Panther. He's great in uh, The Five Bloods and all that. So and just all the horrible symbolism of it all, too, yeah. where it's just like, you know, the tweets, only I yeah. mean. Black Panther, but he's fucking James Brown and James Jackie Brown. Robinson, Jackie and Robinson. he passes on Jackie Robinson's birthday. Uh, yeah, and- it's it, it was very sad, but it's also, I wanted to say it because it's, I mean, gosh, it, it's one of those things where, oh, also, the thing with Shalewa, where she was on The Tonight Show, and she was talking to him and made jokes, and then he loved her, and then he yeah. tweeted out that Shalewa is the future of showbiz, get her an agent, and then also... Dan Umthin and him, do you remember that from the Kimmel show? Yeah. 
So mm-hmm. he read Dan had tweeted, how is the coolest black guy of all time named Chadwick? And then Chadwick Boseman read that on Kimmel. And like, so like, not only is he like a great dude, cool guy doing all these wonderful things, but also us, our podcast, me and you personally have these little, these little ways he touched people we know, you know? Yeah. And so, well, and uh, now, I mean, that uh, he'll, the uh, Black Panther role is always obviously going to be iconic. I mean, yeah. that was just like a, cultural tonal shift in basically what we do and cover yeah you know it, yeah and it, it like i i think about i was gonna i was trying to tweet about this but i couldn't find the right way i couldn't find the right words but so the day when black panther came out i was at home it was a when i saw it, it was on the friday it came out i was at home that day i didn't work that day so i took an uber pool to the theater and i got in the pool and there was already an older black woman in the car and so we start driving, and her and the driver are talking. The driver's a younger black guy, and they're talking about Black Panther. And she's like, did you see it? And he's like, oh, yeah, I saw it. It was great. And then I was like, he goes, in Uber Pools especially, I was like always in my earbuds. Oh, yeah, I remember Uber Pools. Yeah, right? And then I go, oh, I'm going to see it right now. And then the older woman goes, oh, yeah, so am I. And then the driver says, yeah, you guys, I think you guys are going to the same theater. I'm dropping you off at the same place. And so then I got to see this woman this and she was like literally in her 60s maybe maybe early 70s go into the theater after the theater i got to see how like happy she looked she went to see it alone just because it was black panther and stuff and it's like that's a such a cool moment and it's just such a shame now that you know that that actor who's connected to it is gone and luckily we still i mean the movie's still there we still get to see that and whatnot but um I thought we I thought I we should might as well say something about that cuz I think he was a really great actor. Yeah, absolutely. Um any other what else you got? Any other fun stuff this week? I think that's it. I'm ready to get this this uh show going. Yeah, this will be a good one. Uh let's take a break and we'll come back with our fantastic guest. All right. Half human, half animal. Thunder, 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 thunder. Thundercats, Mumra and Lionel, each sold separately. I'm Mumra, want the sword of Gundera. With this secret power ring, battery not included, you can make Lionel's eyes light up. With Battlematic action, you control their swords. Sword is mine, Lionel! That's what you think, Mumra! Thundercats! Thundercats, Mumra and Lionel with light up eyes, each sold separately. New from LJN. And we're back. Ooh. Ooh. What a good commercial. It was a great commercial. It was a great commercial. That's for sure. Uh, speaking of great and speaking of for sure, I'm for sure we got a great guest today. Hell yeah, we do. Hell yeah, we do. Uh, listeners, now you guys might know her uh, from performing in the Flyover Comedy Festival. Uh, perhaps you might have seen her in the Broken Record Festival. Uh, and you might have seen her fantastic web series on YouTube, Street Person. Ladies and gentlemen, go crazy for our guest today, Ella Fritz. Thanks for having me. Yeah. I didn't have any plans today, and now I have plans. That's fantastic. Oh, yeah. And having, yeah. And having plans during the end of the world is mwah, so fantastic. <laughs> I remember plans. Yeah. I'm so happy to finally have something to live for again. Yeah. Where are you? <laughs> now, Ella, where are you at? Where are you living? I live in St. Louis. I live in Dutchtown. I know that you've been to St. Louis. Did you ever perform at the Heavy Anchor? I live really close to the Heavy Anchor. I have not. I have not. I think every time I perform in St. Louis, I have performed in that one living room of Justin Luke's. (laughs) I have. I have the poster from that show. Oh, my God. Look, Reem, that's my poster. 
Yeah. Oh, hold on. Nice. I'll get it down. No, that's okay. I've here. seen it. Oh, Great. Cool. she's got a Bart Simpson shirt. Reem had oh, yeah. a Bart Simpson shirt last week. God damn. I oh, I did. It. Hey, it's the idea to do a boy. Fun fact about me. My yeah. first job was at a, um, a thrift store. It was like a thrift store and a food bank at the same time. And uh, sometimes that's I really thrifty. Clothes. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I stole it from work. Yeah. You stole it from the food bank. That kicks ass. <laughs> uh, goddamn that's fantastic uh no so dutch town is that what you said yeah is that yeah now, where... when uh does everybody just split the bill there Bada bing. does everybody just love that ed o'neill movie there <laughs> hey, it's uh ethan yeah. sharply What's ethan embry you consider dutch and ethan embry flick these, a lot of these are going over my head. Yeah, you're Maybe young. Not... You're young. It's tragic. Yeah. Uh, I... Where are you from? Where Did you grow up in St. Louis? Where are you from? Where were you born and raised? Born and raised in St. Louis. Um, I was raised in like a suburb of St. Louis called House Springs. Okay. Uh, I went to a Catholic school there and then a public school there. Cool. And they are very different depending oh, yeah. on you can see a lot of classism in St. Louis is what I'm trying to get at. Sure. You can see the difference between like kids that are like, like affluent and it feels like their parents are like trying to help them with their grades and kids that are less affluent and their parents are like, we need you to save money and take care of yourself. Ah. Versus, Yeah. Right. Did you, what was your school when you were in? Okay. So you said you went to a Catholic school and a public school. What was mm-hmm. your mascots at both of those? Oh no. Okay, so was one the like, high school was the, the Catholic school, school like the blood of Jesus on the Mary cross or something? Because I like that. <laughs> I wish it was that. That would be less offensive. It was so. It was a Native American mascot, yeah. and we called them the Raiders. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> now Reem loves the Raiders as an idea. Yeah, but, I mean, you don't want to, to be tie fair- it in. Oh, yeah, sure. I mean, Native Americans didn't do a whole lot of raiding. They oh. were raided. Yeah. We They're were, the raidees. Yeah. If it yeah. was like, there was another school nearby that had like the Patriots as yeah. their uh, like guys. If they changed their names from the Patriots to the Raiders. Now that would be cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, nowadays we have uh, Patriots that are actually raiding. Thank so. you. And uh, murdering. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyways, so, okay, so what was your other school called? Do you remember? Uh, I went to Northwest. It's like a big thing in St. Louis that, like, people care about where you went to high school. I went to Northwest. Uh-huh. Uh, our mascot was the Lions. It looked exactly like the Detroit Lions. Sick. That's cool. Yeah. I went to the Rams, See, and we had the... I was going to bet... What? Oh, what? I was going to bet the Catholic school that they were called the Lions because, I mean, a lot of uh, church uh, private schools are Lions. And they're lying yes. to the children about the Lord. Yeah. Uh, hey, you've okay. got to accept the Lord into your heart, man. That's right. Growing up, Ella, were you, so were you guys, uh, are you still, were you then religious? I was religious. I'm not religious anymore. Sure. Yeah. More My spiritual? Mom, I'd say spiritual, sure. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I borrowed the term culturally Catholic from Pete Holmes before. Okay. Oh, yeah. You know what oh, I yeah. borrowed? Like, I borrowed the term keep it crispy from him. That was my high school yearbook quote. Nice. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah. God damn. I... That's my yearbook quote. 
Yeah, yeah, me too. I was also in high school when that podcast was happening. Uh, okay, so culturally Catholic is what you say. So, they, so what is that? How does that mean? You just hate yourself? Yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah, but it's like, like whenever something is happening for the Catholics, then it's like that's what I do. But when it comes to like actual Catholic doctrine, I don't really like subscribe to any of it. Um, I don't like. I don't. I don't believe that uh, Jesus was the son of God, yeah. but I believe he's a cool person. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. Like, have, like yeah. I was raised Catholic, and I'll only go to a Catholic mass now uh, for the cardio. <laughs> the, the up and the down and stuff? Yeah, yeah, you know, a lot of lunging. Now I, get, you love, I definitely get my lunges in. You love cardio, isn't that true, Reem? <laughs> yeah. But you'll know, listen like to it. Cardio, I like Car Ozzy. Yeah, I like that's right. Car the Scorpions. Yeah, I like Cardi so, B. <laughs> Cardi B. Oh, she fucking rules. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't know anything about Cardi B, but she keeps pissing off a lot of people that suck. So it's like, yeah. hell yeah. She's really, she's really into women being like money literate, and she's really into financial literacy and teaching girls about that. So I really hell fuck yeah. with that. Yeah, that's yeah. really hell important. Yeah. It's important for everyone. Uh, oh yeah, especially but especially women because they're the, seems like the ones that get maligned the most when it comes to financial stuff. Especially yeah. in the workplace, you know. Yep. Yep. My friend, my friend Hillary Anger, who's a really good comedian, has a joke about like, I don't mind being paid seventy-seven cents on the dollar because I always have change for the laundromat. <laughs> That's funny. So I think about that a lot. Uh, I don't. I don't yeah. have a change for the laundromat. I always have to go naked. What? I don't have a change oh, of a change of clothes. I got. I don't it. know. Okay. We'll edit no, that out. No, I thought that's I was going in. It's classic. It's a great. The bit. important thing is that you tried. Yeah, yeah. You you throw it up there. You raise it up the flagpole. You to hope someone would salute it. Uh, okay, so you're growing up in uh, St. Louis, and uh, you got brothers and sisters. I have a brother. Older, He's younger. Younger. Ooh. So what yeah. is he like? Eleven now. <laughs> He's twenty-one. God damn. I took him to brunch for his birthday. Happy I'm a good nice. sister. You guys wear masks. I hope. Uh, this was back in January. Oh, God, what, remember your, January? Uh, oh, what's your January brunch order? So yeah, what do you get at brunch? What do you want? Uh, what? What's your order at what brunch? Do you, what do you yeah. want? Uh, I go to this place called Rooster, and they have crepes. So we both got crepes. Uh-huh. I never I get crepes. Yeah? I got, like, I got a goat cheese crepe with, uh, with, um, with tomatoes and shit. Sure. And he got, I think he got a Nutella crepe. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I always end up talking myself out of the delicious, like, breakfast de pastry thing like -hmm. things, like waffles Mm -hmm. and crepes. Like, I'm thinking about them, and then I always fall back on, like, the hearty, like, uh, bacon-y, potato-y stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I I know I probably talked about this before on the show, but I always think I love pancakes, and then I order pancakes, (laughs) and they fucking suck. And so... I'm trying to get more into waffles again when those mm-hmm. are an option. Uh, yeah. I like a crispy Belgian waffle. Yes. Keep it, right? keep it yes. crispy. A keep it always, crispy Bel- Belgian waffle. I always go back and forth on ordering waffles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Why? Waffling. Oh, sure. Okay. Okay. Huh. I was Got like, it. I thought you were literally connected with us. Uh, the, uh, no. Of course no, this, not. Now, this might be too much information, but every time I eat at Chipotle, I get the crepes. Okay. Hey! <laughs> uh, that's, why, 
That's why you go to Qdoba. That's oh. why Qdoba is the good one. You know what's funny? Yeah, plus guac is free. In no, New York? no additional charge for guac. You know, they've had queso. They have had queso in New York. And it's yeah. like the same people that own Jack in the Box. So you know, they know what they're doing. In New York, there's only one Cadoba, and it's like oh. a block from Reem's apartment, where we yeah. usually record. I, uh, I don't, I don't, I didn't like Cadoba. I'll tell you that. But they really? were one of the first places that had the Impossible meat, and so then I got into them and I ate them a lot until other places started getting the Impossible meat, and now I eat other places you know uh but yeah okay so you're growing up you got your brother uh so okay reem you've got some uh some uh clues guess what year ella graduated high school this is a thing we do on the show Ella. oh okay reem take a guess uh 2012 i'm gonna say 2013 2014 ah! <laughs> That's so wild. Were you already doing comedy at that point? I had done... So Second City has like a camp. Okay. And I had gone to the Second City camps because I decided like, oh, when I graduate, I'm going to like get into stand-up. Sure. There were like 18 plus like rules at the club. So I thought I had to be 18 to mm-hmm. go to them. And later I found out that there were people like Stryker Spurlock who were really young and started doing comedy. And yeah, yeah. Shit. Um, so I started like... When I moved to my dorm is the same like week that I started like regularly doing stand up. Crazy. That's so cool. I wish I would have yeah. figured it out when I was that young. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I wish yeah, I, I know I'd have already quit by now. You know? <laughs> yeah, right? Or I'd be like fucking like Nikki Glazer, you know? We're the yeah. same age. Like, you know? I'm, yeah. I think she's really kind. I've yeah, only talked to her a little bit, but she's really, really nice. Yeah, she's really great to comics. Like, uh, not me specifically, but like she's been yeah. great to like. Uh, Ari and Tom uh, Takar and stuff and uh, yeah. all those guys. Uh, Alex. So, uh, okay, so you're growing up there. Uh, yeah. Now, what was your shit? Like, let's say, like, when you're, the classic question we used to ask on the show a lot was, you're 10 years old. We still old. do. We still mm. do, but we don't ask it every episode like we used to. You're 10 years old. It's Saturday morning. What do you want to do? What's, what are you stoked for? What are you looking for? Okay, 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 okay. It's um, 2010. <laughs> 2006, but whatever. Yeah, um, yeah. So we had, in the year that I was 10, we moved to a house that had a pool. Sick. Oh, there it so, is. In ground so or above probably, ground? In ground. Oh, cool. It was, wow. So, so House Springs is a very, like, like, nothing is next to each other. I yeah. like living in the city because everything's next to each other. But it was, like, a mile and a half drive to get to, like, my best friend's house. Sure. The street that I that had this pool, there were only, like, five other streets. So it was, like, an in-ground pool surrounded by trees. It was cool. really, really hot. Yeah, yeah. Um, so I, 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 I'd probably do a little bit of swimming. Yeah. Um, what do you do, laps? Uh, not really. It's more like I jump in and then I just hang out in the pool. You ever do that pool. thing where you yeah. throw a quarter? Headstands. You throw a quarter in and then you try to go fucking find it. You never can. Oh, yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. That's always I, fun. I never did a quarter, but we had like like sinking toys and swimming yeah. toys. Oh, I like I, I, I don't like opening my eyes underwater, so I would like throw down my goggles and then I'd like get my goggles. And oh, then, that's cool. Like, yeah. <laughs> oh. Patrick, you're supposed to die for pennies. Pennies? 
Quarters, They're buddy. easier to see. I know. Quarters are harder to see. I like a challenge. You know that. High risk, high reward. Yeah. We would do it at our pool, the public pool, because uh, you weren't, like, supposed to. Like, you weren't allowed to do that. And so it was more of, like, a secret game. And then also what would happen is because everyone was doing the same thing, you walk around, you fucking step on some fucking money sometimes, and you just get some money, you know? And then you see yeah, the yeah. idiots still looking for it, and that's fun. And that's uh, crucial, too, because uh stack counter at the public yeah. pool. I mean, that's that's where you spent half the time. Those little taffies are only 50 cents, dude. I find a quarter, that's halfway there. Yeah. That's uh, where I got all my jokes was those taffies. Yeah, so. I know. I've seen your act. Uh, Ella, now growing up, so you're going to the pool. What what else are you going to do? You know, uh, are there cartoons you want to watch? Or there mo- is there a movie that you just watched the fuck out of, uh, you know? I was a big Disney Channel kid. Yeah, okay. What was your so, Disney Channel? What are, what yeah. are those shows? Um, Like... Hannah Montana and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. And That's a Raven is what got me into Disney Channel. Sure. Yeah. That's a Raven's great. There was this uh, girl that I was friends with. Her name's Alexandra. She lives in Cairo now. Oh, shit. Uh, Egypt? Egypt, yeah. God damn. She's like a journalist or some shit. Wow. Yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, That's awesome. We're all doing it, you know? Yeah. Well, some of us are. I mean, we're not, but, you know, her friend seems to be doing fine. Yeah. (laughs) I I hope she's okay. But she would, like, She'd be like, last night I watched That's a Raven and this happened. And then I like asked my mom if I could start watching That's a Raven because I was a very, um, I was, I was a very good Catholic girl. Yeah. I was like, hey, can I watch this show that isn't animated? That's cool. Like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I like that because I, so I didn't watch. I was obviously an adult by that time, but so I didn't watch a lot of That's a Raven. But what I did enjoy, what I thought was cool about it, is one of those things where because when I was a kid, the Cosby Show was still on. And yeah. she came in, yeah. she was like the uh, cousin Oliver at the end of the Cosby show, but that was at my age range. So like mm-hmm. I knew Olivia on the Cosby show, that was like, she was like my age basically. And so I, mean, she, I loved that. As far as like late season add on uh cute kids. Yeah. She's a heavy hitter. And she yeah. made, some sense. would even say top tier. She made a lot of sense too, because she was like, it wasn't like they just yeah, found but her a parents kid. made was, dollars. It was because Denise married somebody who was a soldier and he had a daughter from a previous marriage and it had like yeah. this cool backstory into it. It wasn't just like, oh, hey, this homeless boy has been in the neighborhood. We're going to start raising him, you know? No, uh, it's not like Cousin yeah. Oliver thing. Yeah, yeah. So, okay, so yeah. you're, you're watching, uh, you love all those Disney Channel shows. Did you Have you kept up? Do you keep up with all of them? Because when you're at the age of social media, like, it's a different thing. So, like... You could have got on Twitter in 2009 and started following the Zach and Cody boys. And now you could, I mean, did you follow their careers all the way up to Riverdale and whatnot? I mean, they're on Riverdale? In and out. One of them's on it, Riverdale. I, I know. I hate Riverdale. It's my favorite <laughs> show. <laughs> my <laughs> wife's watched all of it, and I've watched most of it because of that, you know? Dude. Dude, dude, okay, okay, okay. Tell me. You know how Riverdale yeah. has, like, they have, like, their musical episode every, like, full season they've had. Yep, so season yep. two, season three, season four. At the end of season three, so the first one was Carrie. The next one was Heather. So yep. I was like, naturally, the next one is going to be Mean Girl. That yep. makes the most sense. It takes place in a high school. It's another musical. It's kind of in that range, and it's, like, 60s, 80s, aughts. That's perfect. Mm-hmm. And then it was perfect with a fucking angry yeah. itch. No one <laughs> would let us 
children perform Penguin and the Angry Itch. I'll tell you what show, the CW shows. That's right. It's so <laughs> wild. It's so weird. It, it's weird that it all happens anyway. It's also very weird that then when they do it, it becomes like an actual musical. It's all because Buffy did it once and everyone was like, ooh, they did it really well, you know? Yeah. <laughs> it's weird. Like, even like the fucking Flash did a full musical episode, you know? Oh, it's so CW surreal. is like uh, an inherently musical channel anyways. Yeah. Well, well, I mean, it used to be the WB and hosted by that frog. Yeah. Michigan yeah. J. Yeah. WWW. Yeah. WB. Now, okay, so you so uh, you you love Riverdale. You can't stop talking about it. Uh, I but is that is that interesting? Where like, because I feel like when I was a kid, like the stuff I was watching when I was ten and eleven, yeah, I don't think that happened. Like Zach Zach Morris then didn't keep being the superstar, whereas like Miley Cyrus did just keep being a superstar. You know. Yeah. Uh, is that weird? Do you are you kind of growing up with these people? You you probably I mean obviously you see these characters and these actors way different than like somebody of a different generation would. Um mm-hmm. do you I'm interested. Do you think Miley Cyrus is cool? Do you think Zach and Cody boys are cool? Uh do you are I, do you hate them? I like them. I so my opinions on them have changed based off of who they've grown up to be. Sure. Yeah, that yeah. Like like 2006 Ella Fritz thought that Miley Cyrus was the coolest person ever and yeah. like loves the music and like I I will send you a playlist that I have called Good Hannah Montana Songs Hell yeah. I'll there some that, there's there's some that still slap yeah I will die on that hill I'm but sure like, that they had great people well, I mean, writing them yeah exactly yeah. and she's a great singer so yeah. that checks yeah, out she's, she's very talented yeah. and the other thing that I've noticed with like Hannah Montana specifically is that they write songs so that no matter what your taste in music is, there's something that you'd probably be into. Like there's a yeah. bunch of country songs and there's a bunch of like kind of ballady songs and R&B songs and pop are songs, you, and rock songs. To, to jump off what you're saying there, are you at all? Uh, have you uh, Taylor Swift? Does she factor in? Um, I like Taylor Swift. She was never somebody that I like stand. Sure. When I was when I was in eighth grade, uh, we had an assignment where we had to make a song come to life. Okay. So this one girl did um, Tim McGraw by Taylor Swift. And sure. what she did was she burnt copies of Taylor Swift's self-titled album and gave them to all the girls. Dang. And I felt very guilty about that. And I asked my parents, should I send Taylor Swift $15 in the bank? <gasps> I love it. I love that it. That is very funny. In that is such a generational difference just between when I was fucking in whatever eighth grade we were burning every fucking single thing. We were using Napster. We were t- fuck. We were flipping Metallica off to their fucking face. You know. Ooh. Oh, we didn't care about piracy at all. Uh, no, we the, just couldn't I, do it. The reason I was yeah yeah it wasn't around yet. The reason I was asking is because Taylor Swift is one of those people where Hannah Montana was a character in a TV show. So there's like a there's a reason for her music to kind of be all different things. But Taylor Swift. A thing that makes me, I like a lot of her music, but a thing that bothers me is I don't feel a soul in it because literally it's every different kind of genre and it's, it feels more like a, like a machine throwing darts, which is so like, so like the new folklore that just came out, I fucking love it. I think it sounds great. Mm-hmm. I love all the people she worked with. 
And then when that album ends on Spotify, the next song starts and you're like, what is this? This is terrible. And it's the first song off her album that came out 12 months ago, you know? So it's not like, it's one thing when an artist grows and changes and then takes chances and risks, but it feels more with, with someone like her doing a similar thing where it's like, she's got a hip hop type song. She's got an R&B type song. She's got a country type song. She's got a rap type song. It feels like it's more of a, like a manufacturing thing, which it frustrates me because I think she's very talented. I see where you're coming from with that. Yeah, uh, maybe that's maybe just I'm my not, problem. Maybe I'm just not as uh, like flexed on Taylor Swift songs. Yeah, yeah. So the reason, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Okay. Go ahead. One I got thing, nothing. Sorry, sorry. One thing that I always will love about Taylor Swift, mm-hmm. despite everything, is that when Kesha was going through the shit with Doctor Luke, she. Mm-hmm. Taylor Swift paid for Kesha's like like lawyer fees. Yes. Like she paid that off. That's yeah. like if you're gonna like pour miser money and like produce songs so that everybody likes at least one of your songs and mm-hmm. just try to be like that, at least at least she's using her money for something that makes the music industry better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Good and the way she's now, she's very political now, which I really like. And it, yeah. and it doesn't it's one of those things where like I've seen blogs where it's like She's just saying this to garner good publicity. And it's one of those things where it's like, well, it doesn't really matter what the reasoning is. If she's campaigning to get McConnell out of office, it doesn't really matter why she wants to do it. As long as the end game is the same, you know, as the positivity, you know, and I, and I, I feel like that. No, go ahead. I've noticed the same people that say that about Taylor Swift are also really happy that Jim Gaffigan has gone off recently. Yeah, right? It's I, so weird. It's I weird. wonder what that could be. I wonder what that could be. <sighs> We're in hell. Be sure. I also think it's funny that if you go back to whatever it was, like the 2013 or 2012 MTV Awards, like just think of where Kanye was then and where Taylor was and how oh. everybody felt about that I'm gonna let you finish thing. And you look at him in 2020 and you're like, right. wait a minute, he's a maniac and she's like trying to help people and save the world. It's just so... Pop music is right is wild, you know. Yes. It's just um, also funny how everybody is just dismissive of any celebrity that uh, is exposing a view that they don't like. Yeah. You know where it's always like yeah. the shut up and dribble crowd, where yeah, at the same time we'll go retweet everything like James Woods says. Yeah, like yeah. a dipshit. Yeah. I don't know. Well, I I think it's the point of I think about things like that a lot, you know. Like, uh, when it comes to politics and stuff like that, uh, we're, I mean, I, this is not a thing I have really well thought out, and other people have made better points, but, like, we love when somebody says something we agree with, and as soon as they change, we kind of, like, turn on them so fast, and yeah. I think that's, I mean, obviously there's issues with that we gotta work on, but I do think it's one thing, I don't, I, I would never agree with the shut up and dribble, I think you should use your voice, but then also yeah. we got to come to terms more with like when some fucking dumb shit redneck uh, wide receiver or, you know, lineman in the NFL is like, I don't know, I, I think Trump rules. We got to kind of then let that happen. And, and it sucks. And we can say, boo, fuck you. Mm-hmm. But it's like you kind of got to let that happen because that's part of the whole thing. If we're going to if we're going to be excited, you know, it's like that's when it's a catch 22, when it's. Favre saying, yes, I think Cap is a hero, and then the next week golfing with Trump, that's the when you can get your vitriol out and attack, because that's bullshit. But like when it's like, you got to kind of let people have their views, even if you, but you also got to like acknowledge that, hey, you're an idiot. You can say this, but you're still an idiot. I don't know. I'm yeah. glad we got into that part. So cartoons, <laughs> do you ever watch DuckTales? 
Um, I associate that with my cousins who are 10 years older than me. Yeah, those guys are great. Get them on the show. <laughs> yeah. So they would watch they would watch DuckTales, and I would, like, sit next to them. Because, I, I don't know, they watched me a lot when my yeah. mom was pregnant. And, like, my grandma yeah. died while my mom was pregnant with my younger brother. Yeah. So I was just around my cousins a whole lot. Because what else are you going to do? No, that's great. That's how I was. We were very – I was always around cousins and, yeah. like – Older cousins who you would consider yeah. aunt and uncles because they were like old. Cousins yeah. are I mean. your first best friends. Thank yes. you. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. My cousin Erin is my favorite person ever. I was my in co- the wedding. She's. Yeah. She is ten years and um, six days older than me. That's her, fantastic. Her birthday is the same as Justin Luke's birthday, but she is nine years older than him. Weird. <laughs> and your birthday is the same as I my can't. birthday. But I'm 11 years younger than You're you. You're 11 I'm years younger than me. I will never forget. I can't day. figure out the math and all that. Uh, what year were you born? 80, 96? 95. 95. Mm-hmm. And Lion I just remember I had yeah. had I had, had some we plot. We were, in, we were in St. Louis. We were in that living room. Had just done a fun show. We had had some pot. Somebody mentioned Sagittarius. And I was like, I'm a Sagittarius. And then you said, you're a Sagittarius. And then you said your birthday, and I said, that's my birthday. And then you said 1995, and I just remember feeling like the walls were caving in. Like yeah. I could see like in a like in the, the Mickey Mouse Scrooge cartoon, that dog starts digging my grave, you know? So what's <laughs> oh, the first God. movie you can remember seeing in the theater? Yeah. It, I know this wasn't the first movie I saw in theaters, but the first movie I remember seeing in theaters is Tarzan. And I remember crying because I thought it was too loud in the theater. And my grandpa <laughs> had to take me outside to quiet me down. Oh, that's so not, great. not a Phil Collins fan, huh? No, you hate him. You fucking hate Phil Collins. I was really <laughs> it was hoping. Too loud. Yeah. It was too loud. I, that's a thing with movies. Uh, I don't, I mean, especially at that era, because like they started having those. Oh, like, when you could go to theaters? No, I'm saying like. Because when we were like the theater at the Mall of the Bluffs in Council Bluffs, Iowa, just had some fucking speakers, and it was nothing fancy. But oh, then, they like, just... you know what I mean? Like, it wasn't like yeah, yeah. Bose Vibra Box, where like you feel like you're actually in the theater. But by 2003, 2002, that's what it was like. I remember taking my nephews to see TMNT, that the CGI TMNT movie, mm-hmm. oh. and my nephew Cedar, who was like maybe like three or four years old at the time, and was so excited to see it. We had to go out in the hall because he's like, it's too much. I can't handle it. It's too loud. And I think that's because they don't think about shit like that, you know? That's precious. Right? I love that. It's great. Uh, goddamn. So, okay, um, do you know, you said you, that's the first one you remember. So was there, a, did you, did your mom or your dad or whatever, do you guys go to the theater a lot when you were a kid? And so they you know you was, were just drugged to other ones? I remember going to... Or I remember them saying that I went to other movies, but it was a mm-hmm. similar thing where I would start crying. Yeah. Like, I went to see The Little Mermaid with my mom. Cool. And it started off really, like, dark. Mm-hmm. So that scared me because I was really yeah. little. Yeah. And uh, we left really early in the movie, and the uh, movie theater guy gave my mom a uh, refund. Oh, that's nice. We left so early. I walked out of the whole 10 yards once because I, I got called from work. <laughs> I had to go to work. Pizza Hut and Council Bluffs called me and was like, hey, we need you. So I walked out of what? the whole 10 yards and I told them I told them that my wife was going into labor. I was like 19. 
Yeah, but <laughs> rural so Iowa, me. so they're probably yeah. like, this checks out. Yeah, and so they gave Love me it. my refund. Also, like, I like the idea of, like, the person working the counter who was also probably 19 was like, this guy's wife was about to go to labor, and he went to go see the fucking sequel to the whole nine yards. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Uh, okay, so you're wearing this uh, Bart Simpson t-shirt. Were you big into the Simpsons, or what's that oh, all yeah. about? Yeah. Oh, yeah. My family is a big Simpsons family. Very uh, cool. Very cool. I know that the viewing audience can't see it, but we have a lot of Simpsons art on cool. our wall. Nice. I like that. Thank you. You have a very you and Reem have a very similar wall aesthetic going on. Thank you. I have like a, oh, yeah. I'm like a married person, so like if you look at our wall, that's my wife. If you look at our wall, we have like art and stuff. I see. And I, like, have, I have art. Yeah. 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 Most of it is just collected. Yeah, I love it. Like, uh, one of, there's like a velvet, um, uh, Elvis? Dog painting. A velvet what? Dog? A velvet dog. Dog, oh. Oh. Yeah. So, I, this is great because Reem thought you said velvet pog. I thought you said velvet, uh, clog. (laughs) Both of those paintings sound amazing. Also, (laughs) velvet dog, pretty cool. It's a velvet fat ass white girl. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but no, great. a friend of a friend just had it. I don't remember how he got it, but he yeah. was like, "Do you do you want this?" And I was like, "Yeah, why wouldn't I? It's the well, best painting I've ever seen." That's what a part. That's what you should have on your walls yes. when you're in your early twenties. Is stuff like that. We had a painting, like the painting that's behind Reem. We had this big, giant, beautiful painting of like the ninth hole at augusta a golf course and it it was the painting but it also had glass over it so it was like heavy duty and nice frame and we didn't fucking we moved into that apartment and somebody had left it in a room behind a door so like when they moved out they forgot to close a door so it was just behind the door and so we were like well we're gonna put that on the wall of course and it's still that painting is still in my friend shank's basement at the house he owns we had all uh, all of those uh, drinking posters, you know? Oh, yeah. That had yeah, something yeah. to do with uh, drinking way too much alcohol, whereas, yeah. like, uh, all the shots in a poster I, or, like, a uh, crossing sign of somebody on, on all fours we had because the, they're drunk. We, we, had a bar, we had a Homer Simpson where he's laying on the couch, yeah. and he's got, like, a beer on his stomach, and it says something like, I don't know. I like beer or whatever the fuck. And we would he have does. that over our couch. And that was like a meme for a while at our college apartment was you would come over, lay on our couch with the beer on your stomach, and we'd take a photo. And then on the wall behind in the photo was the Homer Simpson poster nice. doing the same bit. Yeah. Uh, so, Ella, up. you got a favorite Simpsons episode? Oh, yeah. I have I have a regularly rotating top, like, 15. Yeah. Uh, off the top of my head, I love, I love Moaning Lisa. I love season oh, yeah. one a whole lot, and that episode specifically is my favorite from season one. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Homie the Clown. Uh, Very good. It's yeah. just, it's just that's joke, the... after joke after joke after joke after yeah. joke. It's so fucking good. That's the dust. Don't stop. Stop. He's already dead. Yeah, yeah. Right? And, uh, I don't have to take this anymore. I'm going to clown college. Yeah. Anybody expected him to say that? <laughs> oh, I love. Uh, that. I also I love, love that. the billboard where he stops and the traffic doubles up behind him, and all the cars go on to the 
big semi. That's yeah, yeah. definitely one of my favorites. <laughs> what does he say? I, I can just remember losers weepers. When, when him and uh, Krusty have to do the double loop de loop mini bike trick, yeah. uh, yeah. one of the best laughs I've ever had watching any media in my life is the uh, when Homer does the bike bicycle ring after he swallows the bike. Yeah. I can just remember just like losing it the first time Love I it. saw that. Love it. Uh, what other ones you got here? Oh, um, the last one, because we're rewatching it from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. Last one we watched was uh, Radioactive Man. So the one where oh, yeah. Radioactive, they filmed the movie Radioactive yeah. Man. I have the first nine seasons on DVD. The, nice. And remember that lava's real, so I want to see goggles. <laughs> I have like a, I have like a red Springfield, right? I have like a ragtag bunch of the DVDs. I uh, Target used to do a thing where they would be like every once in a while they'd be like, "Yeah, for this week you can buy these two DVDs for twenty bucks. So you could get two Simpsons seasons for twenty bucks." But it was never like in order or anything. Mm-hmm. So like, and then you know as time went on, streaming started and stuff like that. I. Uh, but I, I, the ones I have, like I have season six, I have season five, I have season four, and then I have season like whatever the 1999 season is, the one that has Kid Rock with the alligator and everything. Oh, season 11. My yeah. dad has that one. Yeah. So like I've watched those episodes a million times, but then when I got Disney Plus, I was like, oh, there's season 10 episodes I don't think I ever even fucking saw, you know? It's Fine. so weird. My hot Simpsons take is that yeah. the perfect series finale would have been the season eleven finale because that's the, is that's the behind the music parody. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. oh yeah, yeah. That was like the good. perfect end to the whole series because there's like in jokes about like how they've been like young for so long and it's not mm-hmm. half yet because it's only been eleven seasons and not thirty two. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's like I don't know. It's just really fucking good. Yeah, it's one of those things where I, I've i never been one of those, like, it sucks now kind of people, but mm-hmm. it, there is something, the same way I lament that there's only so many seasons of King of the Hill, mm-hmm. there is something very satisfactory about watching that last season mm-hmm. and knowing this is it, cool. we ended, yeah. you know, that boy cool. is right, like, it. It's yeah. yeah. It would be nice to have that with the Simpsons, but also like the as biggest a, thing yeah. with the Simpsons, I think uh, generationally is like what they are parodying, you know? Yeah. Because I mean, it's obvious the first eight or nine seasons is uh, the par like it's supposed to be send ups of the American sitcom Nuclear Family, like mm-hmm. all of the TV shows from that. Now, if anybody watches The Simpsons, they don't have that point of reference. So then they yeah. have to find a different thing to uh, make fun of where it's a lot more like. Uh, like they, they, it, Simpsons are a lot more meme y now. Yeah. Which and I'm change- fine with because I think it works great because yeah. a lot of that stuff will hit on uh, online and then trend for a little bit. And I mean, uh, mm. <laughs> a lot of people now. First introduction, uh, weird as it is to say, to the Simpsons via memes. Yeah, right? <laughs> Which, like yeah. the Grandpa Simpson at the burlesque house or the uh, Homer coming out of the yard, going back in or the yard. at it's least like, you tried Bart yeah, cake. Yeah. And, yeah. I, what's like, your favorite, Reem? I know we've talked about it before. We did oh, a Simpsons fun man. size once, but uh, where is it at right now? Which one, it's do you, really which one easy. comes to mind? I, I'm always going to say you only move twice. 
Yeah. Because I've so loved that forever. Hank Scorpio rules, and then we talked yeah. about it. I mean, Deep Space Homer and Cape Fear. Oh. I mean, like, there's, those are all flawless. Yeah. I know it's pretty hack. Or it's not hack, but it's like, no, it's, those are going to be on, though. like, almost every top five, yeah. top ten list. But Monorail they're going to be there for great. a reason. Oh, yeah. Mon- See? I'm yeah. a basic-ass bitch. That uh, season really fan. hit it. Yeah. yeah. You know? Four is great. Yeah. Sorry, Mom. The mob has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, I think the the uh, you only move twice or whatever. That mm-hmm. one, I and I I've said this on the show. I've said this on other podcasts. I don't. I for pound for pound, the 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 uh, hammock. Uh, where should I get a hammock? Well, there's hammocks on fourth or whatever. You know, the ha- it's in the hammock district, and it's like that whole run is like the best comedy genius. <laughs> The way they play it together, the way Homer reacts, the way Homer reacts just, in that whole episode is so good. Everything Hank Scorpio. Oh, yeah. Homer's reaction when he asks Scorpio for. Shoe? <laughs> yeah, once. Yeah, or, once. He's like, hey, uh, do you have any sugar? <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> and Hank Scorpio pats himself down looking for sugar and then grabs <laughs> loose sugar out of his pants pockets. And he's like, sorry, it's not in packets. <laughs> why has he got sugar in his pants and oh, I love it. how does he not remember that he has sugar in his pants so he has to pat himself <laughs> down to try and figure out where he left the sugar when he's got loose sugar in his <gasps> pants so is there did you connect with other of the cartoons of the time like were you into futurama did you ever get into family like where were you at with all those other ones another um Another hallmark of my specific like middle school Catholic experience is that the real rebellion was being allowed to watch uh, Family Guy in South Park. So yeah, I watched yeah. a lot of Family oh, yeah. Guy in South Park out of spite. Cool. And, uh, I don't like modern day South Park. A lot of people defend it to me and like and are like it's so funny, but it just doesn't hit the same for me, which yeah, is fine. Sure. Like it, like it's not hurting anybody. As far That's as exactly how I feel. Yeah. It doesn't do South. It, I'll even go back to forever. South Park doesn't do it for me, but I don't think it's bad. And I think that people that do like it, I, I feel and blasphemous to say on a fucking nerd shit or whatever. I feel very similar about Rick and Morty. Like Rick and Morty doesn't do it for me, but I understand why people dig it. And I'm glad that the people that dig it have the have it. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Um, I like Rick and Morty. I, I love community. Yeah. Community's oh, yeah. Great. Yeah. I'm. Yeah. I love bo- all those shows up and down. Yeah, just uh, yeah. I've rewatched them multiple times. They don't get old. Uh, South Park, though, South Park was such a thing because being there when it started, it was such a cultural phenomenon mm-hmm. that I'll like. It's I can remember like a-, a period in time uh, when malls were still a thing, and yeah. every store was packed to the gill in South Park merch. And Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin merch. Yeah, that's right? just our you economy for Dillard's, the JC entirety Penny. of 1998. Yeah, twenty percent like, of America's GOP was Austin 316 and South Park merch. We had so we had this cable powers. We we had a satellite called Prime Star, which was a forerunner to it. Eventually merged with uh, uh, Direct TV. Mm-hmm. But so we had this internet or this uh, satellite system called Primestar, and our in, in my hometown Glenwood, they didn't have Comedy Central in their like package. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. the basic package. Nobody, so nobody, everybody had cable. Nobody had Comedy Central. 
So mm-hmm. like people would come to my house, which was out in the middle of nowhere, and we're poor, but it was still the thing. You would come to my house, and we'd watch that first two seasons of South Park. And there was like a time where you realized like, oh, we're all wearing South Park shirts, and we didn't plan that, you know? It's like that's yeah. just because that's what you wear. Um, <laughs> that's yeah, funny, too, because so, uh, probably yeah. about the same time you were coming of age, they definitely already had a decent amount of uh, – anti-catholic uh jokes and uh mm-hmm. episodes already out like hot yeah. catholic love was like season four or five so that had already been out there yeah i think a lot of kids credit that episode to like losing their religion but yeah. i think i don't know we had and a- of course I-, I credit it to our michael stipe yes <laughs> yeah okay uh yeah go ahead Real quick thing, um, when I was in when I was in Catholic school, there was a there was the principal and there was the uh, priest, and they didn't really. One of the years that there was like the head priest, he didn't get along with the principal very well, and the principal had a heart attack, I think, maybe a stroke, one of those two, one of those like crazy ones. She's yeah. alive and well now, which is good. Oh, it's damn it. That's what I should have said in that the whole ten yards. I should have gone out and been like, "I have to leave." My principal had a heart attack. Or <laughs> <laughs> was it a stroke? One of one of the two, one of those two. But I'm yes. leaning towards heart attack. Anywho, uh, she was out for a while, and while this happened, uh, the priest was caught with like a, like you mm. know those like silicone asses. Yeah. For masturbating, he got oh, caught yeah. with one of those, but it was like. It was a male ass. Like there was yeah. a dildo on one side and like an asshole to fuck on the other. Yeah. Hmm. He got caught with one. Oh, of I haven't ever, I've never heard of such a thing. Well, now That's you like have. a fucking scaredy cat. So he got, he got caught with one of those while she was gone. I mean, and dang. he was like, he tried as to make as, it like, oh, what? As far as priests getting caught for stuff. Yeah, like, for I sure. I would take that 10 times out yeah. of 10. I mean, yeah. rubber oh, sure. butts. Priests no. should have access to rubber butts. It was an know? adult male yeah. ass. Like, Give them all the rubber butts they want. Thank you. Yeah. Is that that was his argument? He's like, no, no, no. It's a an adult man's ass. <laughs> this is the Lord's ass and dick. We didn't. So this one comes again. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're not supposed to masturbate when you're a priest. Yeah, so they're not bad. And you're not supposed to be gay when you're Catholic. Yeah. So, ugh, you know. Yeah, uh, yeah. Two for two. This fucker. But That's why the, he's just getting the hot tub and put it in the jet stream, you know? All right. We didn't have hot tub money. But yeah. yeah. That's what you ideally there's a hot tub so that you don't have to purposefully yeah. stimulate yourself. It's like, oh no, you're like whoops. Hot tub made me come. Well, well, yeah. well. Okay. The Lord so, willed it. I don't know. Sorry. Okay, so this fella, uh, okay. your high priest, he had the fuck device. He had the fuck device. He got caught with it um, while the principal was gone. But mm-hmm. so they were like, okay, it's you're, it's not, the kids aren't in danger. You're mm-hmm. not putting anybody in real danger. Yeah. We're just going to sweep this under the rug. Not the yeah. first time they've done that. Sweep that, that rubber but, butt. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? My, the principal comes back and she's like, what do you mean he got caught with a rubber male ass? And use that to send him to another uh, church. Sure, uh, yeah. So can that you? was like the big drama from our school is that it wasn't principal... the rubber ass; it was the principal of the situation. <laughs> it was the prince. 
Yes. The I love the idea of every time you say he got caught with this rubber ass. I feel like it's like your principal or your high priest lived like in a prison and they were like the guards were shaking down his cot, right. you know, and they're like, what the fuck is this? He lived in. So it was like these two like houses, I guess. So I, I don't know. I'm pretty sure this is just normal Catholicism, but like. The church paid him to live on the parish grounds. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There was like his little house and it was attached to like the reception office. And then there was another house that was like the top was like a place where you could like rent it if you're doing church stuff. And then under that was the preschool. Yeah. So it was just like this little hill. It was I don't need to describe the entire thing. I but- like it. I like learning. I like you are painting a picture. Yeah. And the whole time I'm just fig- figuring out where this priest is fucking that thing at. So he's like, so like if he, he lived under and then over there was the, um, the like people that worked for the church. So what I imagine yeah. is that like somebody came down and was like, father Christopher, here is some stuff we need you to sign. Oh no. Yeah. Oh dear mercy. Man, just imagine how great that dude's day was. He's already go- dealing with his sexuality and got to put up with Catholicism and all the inner strife that's going to be. And then he's clicking around on some fucking website and he just sees a rubber ass and dick <laughs> and he's just like, Eureka! <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy, what uh, a good day. Yeah. Uh, that's wild. What Did you have, Reem, did you guys have any big, do you guys have a big scandal at your school ever? No. Maybe not to that extent, but did you ever have anything exciting? No, not really. We just went to it. Yeah. We had teachers that were like, we had a teacher that was dating one teacher, and then they broke up, and he started da- she, she started dating a different teacher, Ooh. and then they fought. The two teachers, the two male teachers, fought each other in, in the driveway of one of them, but they did it right down the hill from the pool, so somebody at the pool just walks in and starts screaming, they're, they're fighting down the block. And so everybody got to watch it like a PE teacher fucking fist fight a, like a biology teacher. It was kick ass. Be, the PE teacher won, right? Yeah, but on, no, actually. I would put my money bio- on the PE. Well, the biology teacher, they're both coaches and one coach oh. likes football and one coach uh, wrestling. And so the Ooh. wrestling guy won. Yeah, but then obviously. the other one. The other one ended up marrying that teacher. So oh. they fell in love. And, you know, so then in the end, love wins, you know? That's exactly what that it's, statement means. It's just like that priest in the, you know, the rubber fuck device. In the yeah. end, love wins. Uh, God damn. So, okay, so you briefly mentioned Family Guy. So do you, what's your take on Family Guy now? It sucks. <laughs> uh, do you have any I- fondness for it? Some episodes I have more of a fondness for than others, but yeah. I'm going to steal a story from another friend of mine. And he Let was me like, guess. Does his name rhyme with Geet Golms? <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> um, a friend of mine uh, was like really into um, like Monty Python and stuff. And yeah. He had a teacher that oh. was into Monty Python and stuff. So yeah. he told his teacher like, hey, what about this show Family Guy? I really like this show Family Guy. And the teacher goes and watches it. And the next time they see each other, the teacher's like, I, I watched it, but it was just a bunch of jokes about a guy beating his wife. Why do you like it? 
So that's what I usually use when people like really want to defend Family Guy to me. Yeah, American right. Dad has always been and will always be the superior Seth MacFarlane show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very good. I think from seeing interviews because I, I think I don't know him. I've never met Seth MacFarlane, mm-hmm. but I do think that he knows Family Guy sucks. I yeah. think he knows <laughs> that he started this juggernaut that pays a lot of people. They have such a big staff and people have been getting houses and kids of going to college because of this thing. Mm-hmm. But I think he knows. And I think you can see that by American dad and his, he's got this uh, space show Orville. called uh, the Orville. Uh. And when you, or if you see him do any interview, mm-hmm. if you see him on Twitter, you can, I think he knows that it's shitty, you know? Yeah. Whereas like, I think the, fa- the, the Simpsons people, they still think they're creating high art, I think. Okay. And I think there's a lot of issues with The Simpsons when it comes to, like, the, especially, like, capitalism and stuff like that. There, mm-hmm. There's a great YouTube video of The Renegade Cut did a really, really great video all about, like, some of the issues with The Simpsons from the perspective of we can still love The Simpsons, but you have to acknowledge these certain things. Yeah. But I think fam- I think he knows, you know? It is Renegade kind of interesting. Cut. Sorry. Oh, go ahead. Oh, Hold on. Go. go ahead, Ella. Oh, okay. Uh, Renegade Cut, Super Eyepatch Wolf, and The Real Gems have my favorite Simpsons YouTube videos. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's all I was Have you seen the oh, one about... I was just saying, though, I, I do think it's interesting how... I was talking about how well The Simpsons have, like, tran- uh, transferred into being relevant in, like, meme culture and everything. Mm-hmm. And to mm-hmm. think about, like, uh, Family Guy is not really there. Like, you, it's... you. It's still on and it's still going, but and it's got its cultural foothold, but you just don't see it nearly as much as uh, Simpsons and South Park, as far as like yeah. just oh. leaking out into every like uh, place that those other two have. Well, I think they look at it like I don't think they push it. Yeah, you know, but it, because the Simpsons isn't—it's not the new episodes of the Simpsons that are generating memes and shit like that. Oh no, I don't. The product there's not like a marketing team pushing new episodes of the Simpsons or the Family Guy, mm-hmm. other than to say you know coming up this Sunday or whatever. Following whereas, Fox on Fox Football, yeah. and Family Guy from the beginning was never like the Simpsons had it was making statements and making points and was just a goddamn joke machine in a positive way. South Park was making statements and making points and pushing edges. Family Guy was just being... Family Guy hasn't evolved. Family Guy, other than they, they, they've stopped using certain words and stuff like that, mm-hmm. but Family Guy episodes from season two are not different that different from episodes from today. Mm-hmm. And because of that, that's why they've kept their yeah. audience, I believe. But also because of that, that's why they don't become more, mm-hmm. you know? Well, those uh, South Park Cartoon War episodes are still relevant to the way Family Guy episodes are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's a thing. There's always a line in that South Park. Are you familiar with this, Ella? The South Park Cartoon Wars episode? Uh, the the one where, where they, they go to go cancel Family Guy. Yes. And yeah. The Prophet Muhammad thing. Yes. And they yeah. find out that it's manatees pushing balls and that's how they're writing their episodes by it's like it's just like mad libs basically but there's a great part in that where one of the like stan or something is like 
maybe they're doing all this horrible stuff and these jokes are terrible, or maybe they're just not up their own ass all the time and they're just trying to make a funny show for the people that like it. Mm-hmm. And Mad there's this little sliver of like, okay, everybody's acknowledging that yes, Family Guy isn't for everybody, but yeah. at the base of it, they're trying to make a funny show. Mm-hmm. But then that's what you have to analyze through the, well, why is a pedophile like a major character on this funny show, you know? Yeah, dude, yeah. yeah. Like every mm-hmm. fucking so, side character is a fucking rapist on Family mm-hmm. Guy. That's yeah. nuts. It's a yeah. running joke that Quagmire's a rapist and nobody tries to stop any of it. And that it does so much. Like I not I'm not breaking walls by saying this, but like the way the, the, the pedophile old man and the way that Quagmire are portrayed on that show hurts the cause from regular people, like if you're a regular person, if you're a kid and you're getting molested by like an old man, and then on your cartoon that you're watching for fun that's making your parents laugh, there's a cartoon old man raping kids, you're like, well, I guess this is accepted and fine, you know? Yeah. Like, it's yeah. so surreal. It's so weird. It's one thing to be like, Ugh. okay, so like, did you, were you guys, either of you guys familiar with Squidbillies at all? No. On an I mean, a little, I'm familiar, but. Okay. I like I like Squidbillies. It was one of my favorite Adult Swim shows, and the premise is it's a very racist, dumb squid that lives in the South, mm-hmm. and he's constantly getting into trouble because of how the South is and stuff. And and the moral of all the episodes or a lot of the episodes are, don't be a dumb piece of shit idiot racist. Mm-hmm. Well, it came out this week or like in this last month. The guy that does the voice of the main character got in trouble on Facebook. Idiot. He's a fuck. He's a fucking terrible racist. Yeah. He. Went off on Dolly Parton. He went off and stuff. He's a huge Trump guy. And so then what it did was it really fucked up because then you're like, well, then that stops the show from being a satire, you yeah. know? When yeah. all these things that he's saying that was written by somebody who's not racist as a turn to be a satire on right. racism, and you find out it's coming from somebody that's racist, it's like, like I used well, to that's say, not fucking good. Uh, SMH on tweets all the time, satirically. And I think it's gotten to the point that it's not satire. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Shake my head. Damn it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, so this has been fantastic. We talked about a lot of stuff I didn't expect to talk about. That's great. Mm-hmm. Uh, Ella, now, one thing we love to talk about on this show is uh, snacks. Yes. Now, is there something specific that your parents made? Something that's specific to St. Louis? Is there something... Because you're in one of those situations where you live in the same place you grew up. Mm-hmm. So what is something that, like, uh, what is your shit? What do you want? What is very your life and very St. Louis? Have you guys ever heard of gooey butter cake? No. no. But I, those are three of my favorite shit. things. Holy yeah. shit. It's, uh, it's, um. Wait, what did you call it? Gooey, gooey butter, butter cake. That's, that's GBC. Isn't that that new Cardi B and Megan Thee Stallion song? Well, it does. It does go from GBC to WAP if you're EMF. <laughs> okay. Uh, okay. Explain it. Tell me about this. Okay. 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 I don't. So it's like a crust. It's like there's like a very faint thin crust, and then mm-hmm. inside it's like it's gooey and buttery. I'm not describing yeah. it very well, but it's like a custard and a tart at the same time, and it's like. The, the flavor is just fat and sweet. Yeah. And then usually there's um there's uh, powdered sugar on top. Oh yeah. Can I can I try to pull it up for you? Yeah. 
cool. Is this cool. something that you okay? So is this something that like you get at stores there, or is this something that uh, like your parents made? Uh, my parents never made it, but we bought it a lot. You can hey, get it it's at all right. That, a okay. lot of people's parents didn't yeah. make it. Yeah. Right. You know? Yeah. I I have this cookbook that was like from our Catholic school. It was like the parish cookbook we put yeah. for like people submitted recipes. Mostly moms submitted recipes, yeah. and then we butter. That's a good cookbook. There. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, oh, can I, I share screen? Yeah. Go ahead. Hit the button. See what happens. I think See. it works. As host Old... disabled participant screen sharing. Oh, I can't. I hear. Old oh, wow. church ladies got great recipes. That's all I know. There, I made you a host. So oh, now boy, you should oh, be able to do it. Okay. This is gooey butter cake. I'm going to read the description. Oh, mm. hell yeah. Gooey now, Reem don't, Reem, don't pun in. Gooey butter cake is a type of cake traditionally made in St. Louis, Missouri. Gooey butter cake is a flat and dense cake made with wheat cake flour, butter, sugar, and eggs, typically near an inch tall and dusted with powdered sugar. It is amazing. It is fucking mind-blowing. Wow, that that looks... says that in the description? Yeah, yeah, that looks so good. Now, let me ask you, what's stopping us from putting some pineapple or lemon in there? Absolutely nothing. Because that looks so good, and I feel like, especially this picture you have over here under recipes, the gooey butter cake, the three, you know? Yeah. That looks like, if that was pineapple or fucking lemon in there, I would be all over it. Something that's really popular, I think there is a lemon one, but around, like, yeah. all they'll do, like, a pumpkin spice gooey butter cake. There it is. Um, there's a red velvet gooey butter cake. Sure. Um, there's this, like, there's this, um... Have you guys ever heard of Jenny's ice cream? It's originally from no. Nashville, but there's some all over the country. But uh, I haven't. No, I don't know it. Okay, Jenny just has a flavor that's gooey butter cake flavor, and that's where I think a lot of people who aren't St. Louis natives know about gooey butter cake. Can I ask you, uh, she crab soup? It I... says under gooey butter cake. People also search for she crab soup. You ever heard of that? No, I have not. But I'm is that? Is that crab made only the female crab? She crab soup is a rich soup, blah, blah, blah. Similar to bisque made of milk or heavy cream, crab or fish stock, Atlantic blue crab meat and crab roe. Is that supposed to be a roux, but they misspelled it? I don't, yeah. I don't know. I'm out of dry sherry as it's plated. I think it's called she crab soup because sherry yeah. is a girl's name. Sure. Okay. I, I was just curious if like there's different dishes for like the male and the female crab, you know? Who can like know. if it was a he crab soup, it would have like a gun sitting in it or something, you know? <laughs> oh my yeah. gosh, that sounds fantastic. Oh. Um, okay, so that's like kind of a snacky thing. Now, is there any savor? Do you got anything like what's is what is the St. Louis treat? Is there a is there a food that's inherently St. Louis? Oh, there's. Well, there's Provel cheese as it's recommended here. Sure, I see that right there. A lot of yeah. people hate Provel cheese, but I like Provel. My parents, so Provel. You're Provel. Other people are anti-Bell. Yeah, yeah. Pro right. Provel. There was a sketch show here that was called We Will Provel. Oh, like, that's oh. good. Yeah, it was like a lot of improv shop people. Which, if they did one that was all people of color, it could be We Shall Provel Come. I like it. Right, That's yeah, good. and fucking, you know, you you improvers eat that kind of shit up wordplay. We love puns. That's right. You'd love Reem. Goddamn, you could be the king of improvers if you want. If you tried Reem, they tried to make me. I moved to New York instead. 
So is this like cheese that's like spaghetti? It's like long, but it's not very spaghetti-ish. It's like very compact. Like if you opened okay. it up and tried to like string Pull cheese it, it, it would kind of, you can't really tear it apart very well. Uh, but uh, it's usually used for pizza. Uh, I'm going to read oh, the description. Yes, Provel, please. Provel is a white processed cheese product for pit, particularly popular in St. Louis cuisine. That is a combination of cheddar, Swiss, and provolone cheeses. Provel has a low melting point and therefore has a gooey and almost buttery texture at room temperature. It is the traditional topping for St. Louis style pizza. And what is St. Louis style pizza? style pizza? Yes. I don't what is Saint? What is it? Tell me. It is a cracker thin crust. It is a very, oh very, very thin crust. That's okay. what I eat. That's what I but love. I think, I think that's just uh, uh, more Midwestern too. Yeah. Well, not fucking because I guess I, I'm always might not be Midwest. Well, I'm just saying the cracker crust is like that's also Quad City style pizza and like yeah. Central Iowa. Uh, I love I love it. pizza. Uh, I love it's it. Like it's also a sweet sauce, but it's not mixed in meat like Quad City pizza. Yeah. Good. Um. We just made last week. My wife made a uh, uh, pizza on the um. What do you call it? The tortillas. Yeah. Uh, where and that mwah. like Pizza Hut thin crust is my ideal pizza. I know that's not like fancy, mm-hmm. but that's like my ideal favorite kind of pizza. It always tastes the same no matter where you go. Pizza Hut um, and Pizza Hut got their you... thin crust idea from St. Louis. Just saying, we're pretty cool. Hey, that's fantastic. Yeah. Don't you work? Do you work still at a pizza place, or I mean, maybe before the pandemic? Um, I quit my pizza place job a little before the pandemic. Okay, I just then, knew that you used to put up all these cool pizzas all the time. Yeah, I work. That was really right. I work at the Improv Shops Kitchen right now. Oh, cool! And Excellent. then my boss there has a like catering business. Yeah. So, sort of, kind of, it's like a meal planning, catering kind of thing. So I've been helping with that. Cool. It's got to be really hard to figure out it? the menu at the uh, Improv place. Yeah, that's what I was trying to make a joke about, too. Yeah. Are you like, can I get a suggestion? And they're like, eggs and bread. (laughs) You're like, oh, fuck. French toast. In a room Uh, with eggs and bread. (laughs) That's fun. I like that. Uh, God dang. Um, Ella, this has been fantastic. Absolutely. Uh, Now, okay. So the listeners, they oh, one thing we didn't even get into this, which I think is. Hold on. This is so funny. We didn't even get into this. How are you handling the pandemic? Are you guys being safe in St. Louis? We don't know. What's it like? Are people taking it serious? So this is probably a population thing, but St. Louis has the most COVID cases out of anywhere else in Missouri. So I've been trying to be real careful. Um, My uh, boyfriend's boss got Corona a few weeks ago, so I had to get tested, but I came back negative. Good. Um, Good. I've been keeping a list of people that I have been within um, like a few multiple feet of without a mask yeah so it's like my parents and brother like yeah and i hugged them with a mask i was safe about it um yeah my uh my co-workers so that's three people and uh my neighbor across the hall and that's good i think that's it Um, how often are you leaving your apartment maybe once a week well i mean not counting work work i leave maybe three times a week but okay. I try to like, makes not me... leave extra. I don't think it'll ever be understood how different different places are handling it. Mm-hmm. Like, Reem has to go to work every day, Monday yeah. through Friday, right? And he's I a construction... I really need to go and get uh, antibody tested because... Yeah. 
just to know. Well, we know for stuff. we've already decided you had it back in fucking yeah. But we did an episode a few months ago where I think Reem was dead. Uh, taking the subway to yeah. and from a construction site five times a week, like the amount it's of terrifying. exposure I have to people is like ridiculous. Yeah, but like I only leave. I go to. I have to go into my office occasionally now, and I make them take me in a car. I mean, I make them pay for a car, but like. My wife and I haven't really left our apartment since March, except to go to the grocery store, which is a block away, to protest uh, when we've protested in March and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she, like, had to go to the doctor one day for a thing. And so it's, like, not – we're not I, – I, it's just so frustrating when we, we see yeah. our friends, especially mutual friends in, like, Iowa and Nebraska, who, like, it just seems like the world never stopped for them, you know? Yeah. And – and so that's why I'm always afraid. Like when I knew we'd have you on today, in my head I'm like, "Well, is she gonna like?" I know you to the way we know each other, but I'm like, "Is she gonna be one of those people like, wow, remember the pandemic a few months ago?" You know? No, I feel like still, that's how some people are living. It's still definitely happening. Like the improv yeah. shop is still closed, so that's mm-hmm. serious. God dang. Uh, that's I'm well. I'm glad you're. I'm glad you're. Uh, you know, it seems to be happy and healthy, and you're taking care of yourself. Yeah. I this sucks, guys. I got a uh, COVID test, and it came back negative. But the doctor did say several times that I've got shit for brains. <laughs> 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 that's not real, uh, because I did not actually get a COVID test. But you know, uh, it's a fun joke. Uh, I think it might. Okay. I don't know. I think I a reason that, that a lot of people in the Midwest are like not being as careful is because we're not constantly exposed to people even in the city i like yeah like i don't take public transport and like i don't i don't walk by a lot of people yeah i don't know i go to i'm just so afraid of way i just keep seeing photos of high school football games starting in iowa and people in the stands and it's like we're so the the it's become a meme it's become a joke of we're socially distancing, and you see it, and you're like, "No, you're not." Like, you know, it's it's uh, straight up. They're so, just not. You yeah. can't really. And it's happening. Comedy clubs are opening up in some spots, which I've done stand up once that I consider a real set. I've done a bunch of Zoom stuff, but like, mm-hmm. it's like I don't want it to open back up because I don't feel it's safe. No. But then also, you're like, "Well, then what's the future of this industry I've devoted my life to?" Mm-hmm. Uh. It's so weird. Um, this is okay, it, baby. Well, I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad, I mean, yeah. This is it is fun. true, though. I actually... Like, the comedy that is thriving during the pandemic, the people that are doing mm-hmm. great right now are the people that know what the future of comedy is because, I mean, as much as we love stand-up as, like, the, you know, the true form of stand-up yeah. where you go out and you tell jokes in a room to people isn't really the future of stand at least in my opinion it's more yeah like the people that are angry getting all the old fucking gatekeepers angry because they're going out there and they're doing it themselves on tiktoks and i agree uh the future is not our generation oh no Uh, i but i think what will happen is i think ella you're younger i think your generation of stand-ups or of comedians necessarily and the generation that's following you you guys will fix or not fix but you guys because of you guys we will learn this and figure out this system that you guys put into place and then people of our generation reem and the generation ahead of us who are not dumb fucks who are like you know we will adapt to that and learn from that as opposed to like it's just like when people are like 
Oh, you got to go to open mics? I'm not going to fucking open yeah. mics. It's like, we okay, will prevail. Well, you're going to bomb. Yeah. We will prevail. Um, Sorry, that was we a We will prevail. Joke, I but... love it. God damn. <laughs> Uh, Ella, the uh, the the fans of the show, the NFers, they, they love, love you already. They're totally on board. They should. Please They're tell right them here. tell them where they can find you on the internet. Um, tell them where they can watch that web series of yours. Uh, yeah, let them know where to get you. Um, search Elephant Street Person on YouTube to watch the web series. Um, now is that Twitter, short? Am... Sorry. What? I was gonna, I was just interrupting for a dumb joke, but uh, sure. Oh, Ella Fritz, say is, that, is that short again? for Ella Fitzgerald or? It's short for Elizabeth Fritz. Oh, oh, sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Uh, All right. I've I've heard the Fritz Gerald thing a, a bunch. Um, on Twitter, what the fuck would happen if you married somebody mm-hmm. whose last name was Gerald Ooh. and then you hyphenated it as Ella Fritz Gerald? That would be amazing. <laughs> I would start with not um, dating anybody with the last name Gerald because that is a um, a hair desert waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's just like how I never would date a woman named Patricia because I'm like, I don't need that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Right? Mm-hmm. There's certain things you're just not looking for. Yeah. I um. What did you say Ella's short for? Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Damn, I didn't know that. Did you know that, Reem? I Why did would you? now. Hey, El- Elizabeth, you got so much to work with. Did you oh, ever yeah. go by Beth? I did. I did for right. a long time. I like yeah, that. That's you, good. There's yeah. like six to seven nicknames out of yeah. Elizabeth. Yeah, there's Lizzie, Betty. Okay, we didn't Liz, talk about this much, Beth. but when I like first started kindergarten, Lizzie McGuire uh-huh. was a very popular show. Oh yeah, so a lot of people, um, I don't think that they realized that Beth and Lizzie came from the same root word. So yeah. this group of like girls that tried to like change me to make me cooler uh, tried to change my name to Angie until <laughs> until I was like, you know, I could be Lizzie, and they were like, no. We already got a Lizzie, and that was Lizzie McGuire. That's great. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Lizzie McGuire, that. didn't I... that show, like, uh, didn't they do a reboot, but then they didn't? They like, were supposed to do a reboot. Like There's it was on the Disney that... Plus commercial, right? It mm-hmm. was. So a, so they did a similar thing, or it looks like if they were going to do a thing like Love, Victor did, where like yeah. it was going to be too adult for Disney Plus, so they moved Love, Victor to Hulu. And by yeah. adult, it means that there were gay people. Uh, yeah, totally, totally. Like, if you can have The Simpsons on Disney Plus, you can have fucking Love Victor on Disney Plus. And I yeah. think that they were like supposed to be like a similar like adult theme in the Lizzie McGuire yeah. reboot. That's. I remember seeing her make a statement on like Instagram or something that was like, they wanted to do it. They'd all met to do it, and the, whoever was in charge or the producers wanted it to be more tame. Mm-hmm. And she was like, "Well, that's not who Lizzie McGuire would be today." Oh. And and that's what the producers and the writers are like. Well, then we'll just wait till there's a time where we can do this. Fire um, was a Virgo. Let's be real. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, you know who else was a Virgo? It sounds like that pastor. I think he was a Virgo. Maybe uh, Mellow with his uh, yes, his uh, rubber ass. Uh, goddamn, Ella, so funny. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, thank yeah, you absolutely. so much. For- <laughs> Thank you for being on the show. This was fantastic. Uh, Reem, where can the listeners find you? Reem Core, R-E-A-M-K-O-R-E. And I'll probably God just damn. be at home doing nothing. That's uh, right. Watching stuff on the TV. Yeah, exactly. Playing Madden. Projectors. Yeah. Uh, listeners, you can find me at Patrick Hasty. That's at P-A-T-R-I-C-K-H-A-S-T-I-E. 
Uh, PatrickAC.com for all upcoming shows. Haha, <laughs> that's a joke. <laughs> we don't do shows no more. No. My Venmo is also Patrick Hasty. If you're in a situation where you can uh, uh, donate to the podcast, we would love it if you would get on our Patreon, give us a dollar, give us $2, oh, give yeah. us $25,000. Either way, Be okay. we'd love to see it on there. Can I, um, can I, did you have something else, Ella? Oh, I didn't do my Twitter or Instagram or apparently Venmo. Oh, please. It's, it's it probably because I interrupted. Um, yeah, we probably made some stupid-ass joke because we're two white males, and that's our job. We we talked a lot about Liz McGuire, so it's all good. Um, yeah. Okay. My Twitter is Ella Fritz, and Fritz is spelled F-R-I-T-T-S. For yes. the number, and then you, the word. Ella Fritz for you. Uh, my okay. Instagram is Fancy Meet Fritz, and my Venmo is Elizabeth-Fritz-3. Lizzie McGuire, the home run queen yeah. of St. Yeah, Louis. that's great. I really love it. Uh, goddamn, fantastic. Now, uh, okay, I think that's I think we're good then. Uh, that's what I said. Uh, get on the Patreon if you can. If you want to send us stuff, uh, send us a DM or a message, and we'll get you the address. Uh, uh, I don't know. Like and subscribe. I don't mm-hmm. remember all the words you're supposed to say at the end of these things. Uh, tell your friends, be cool, never die. And as always, remember, keep it if crispy. you're not an NF or- oh. oh, boy, <laughs> keep it crispy. Enjoy your burrito. Uh Train by day, Joe Rogan podcast by night. <laughs> if you're not an NFR, you're an MFR. So get the, the fuck out of here. They stole the intro from The Simpsons, too. And they stole the intro from uh, Archie Bunker. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, Seth, come on the podcast and fucking defend yourself. Put me in a cage with Seth McFarlane. I'll get his ass. Yeah. <laughs> if you're not an NFR, you're an MFR. So, so get the get fuck, fuck out of here. Out of here. Welcome to BrainMachineNetwork.com. Wow, that's pretty good. Hell yeah. It's great to have friends like Patrick and Reem who are obscure and yet thoughtful. I love this podcast.